Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you in partnership with the Compassionate Friends and the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Foundation. Well, Heidi, music is so key to grief and loss and recovery, don't you think? Absolutely. It brings us to a whole other level, I think, Mom, and it really like speaks to your heart oftentimes. And also, you can say things in your music that are difficult to give voice to and to verbalize. Yeah, it really can uh, touch you in deep places. So we're going to talk today about celebrating a life with music. And do you want to introduce our guest, Heidi? I'd be honored to. Our guest today is Anna Huckabee Tull. Anna is an award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer. She is an accomplished psychologist and a life coach. People from all over the planet commission Anna to create original, one-of-a-kind songs of love, growth, loss, birth, and celebration to honor some of life's most meaningful passages. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Hi, Anna. You are one unique human being, I must say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doing that that psychology field and, and writing music. And isn't music uh, writing it? Isn't it almost poetry? It is. It's a really incredible experience to get to take something like poetry and then bring it into a whole other vibration, basically, where there is sound and and the way that you modulate your voice and put forth what you're thinking can really deliver it in a very powerful way. Well, we first heard about you from Suzanne Whitmore, and her daughter Erica died, and she commissioned a song from you, and she told us all about you, and there's a whole backstory behind the song we're going to play today. Yeah, quite a, quite a backstory on that one, actually. Yeah. Do you want to uh, talk about that a little bit about Suzanne and, and what happened? Yeah. So what was really interesting to me is that Susan is a person who has herself, as you said, lost a child and is one of those people, like yourselves, like the two of you, I think, who has suffered a very life-altering loss and figured out a way to do something amazing with the energy around that and to help lots of other people. So much like what you do, she's one of those people who has dedicated her life to people who have lost a child and are dealing with grieving. She has a website called griefhaven.com. And so I was incredibly blown away that somebody who does that for a living and helps other people with their grief would turn to me and ask for help with her grief. So that was, as you can imagine, a really huge honor to be called and she said that she had heard about my music she said what i really would love to do is to create a song in erica's memory um, which is what i do i I, you know spend a couple of hours talking with somebody in in a really in-depth way and then i create something out of that that is a song to their kind of to their specifications or to what they wanted so the kind of strange thing about this story is that she was in a really tough place even though her daughter had died years before and she had made lots of you know, growth and progress as you do as you're moving through these things. When she really opened up to me, I think it felt safe for her to talk more about the very deep ache that she felt. So most of the song interview that we did was all about uh, the pain that she that she wasn't as public about, you know, when she was trying to help other people move through it. And so when it came time to write this song, I I try to work with the energy that somebody gives me, and the song is very that I created for her was very heavy and very powerful. I think you two have heard that one. Yeah, we we listened to it, One Long Breath, and the words, I mean, slow breathing, you're leaving, the fight is ending, here in my arms, the light is fading, final moments, waiting, one long breath, and you are gone. I mean, it is an incredibly powerful song, and uh, it just goes on. The words are beautiful, and you can... uh, 
read them on your Thank site, you. I believe, yeah. right? And you can also download that song yeah. if you find that um, yes, a song can. that you want. I, I was a little bit, for our show today, we wanted to little, be a little bit upbeat for you because I know you can do yeah. both things. You can, you can write a song <laughs> yeah. that's a little deeper and you can write a little more upbeat. Well, tell us how you got the next song that Erica kind of appeared to you, right? This happens sometimes where somebody will call and they will ask for something. Like she said, I want a song, you know, to my daughter from me that speaks about how I'm feeling. And what I have learned as I've done this work is that sometimes it's more important to to hear between the lines, to hear what the person is not saying and to sort of deliver not what they're asking for or what they think they want, but something larger and more expansive than maybe their consciousness can imagine. So you're right. There was a period of about three months where I sent the song to her because she's in California and I'm here in Boston. And she listened to it once and said, oh, my gosh, I'm floored. It's gorgeous, but I I can't. There's something about it that I maybe want to change a word or two, but I cannot make myself listen to it again. It's exactly what I asked you for, but I just I need some time. So about every month, I would sort of check in and say, have you been able to listen to it again? And she said, I just, I can't do it. So after about three months, I just had this feeling, which is, I I know she really wants a song. That song felt very true to where she was, but um, this is a stalled project. It's not really going anywhere. There's usually a phase where then we move on and record it in a recording studio, and she wasn't ready to do that, and I didn't feel right about doing that. So I was sitting in my office one day, and I just kind of reached this point of, what do I do? I, I truly didn't know what to do, and I sort of put it out to the universe. What, what do I do? I want to help her. I'm trying to respond on the level she's asked for. What do I not know? What would I need to do here? And I had, I have this experience sometimes, and I had it on that day. I just had the experience of someone else being in the room. And and by everything that Susan had shared with me about who Erica was and how she was, I just sort of knew that she was present. And it was a very powerful experience for me because her energy, as I experienced it, was completely different than the energy of this first song that I had written. She, her wow. message was so lighthearted and beautiful and easy and simple and clean and clear. And she basically said, I just want you to sing. Just sing a song to my mom. I need to get through to my mom. I need her to hear that I love her so much that I'm fine, that, that I, everything she did for me was meaningful and it helped in the transition that I made. I just, but it wasn't heavy. There was nothing about this message that was dense or troubling. It was like being, you know, visited by an imp almost, just very flowing, lighthearted. I, I don't know if either of you have had an experience like that before, or if that's, have you had an experience where someone who isn't alive, you sort of feel their presence? Yeah, for sure. Let's listen to this song, Sing. Do you want to give us a couple of some of the words to it? Yeah. And in fact, they're, they are so so much. I'll, I'll read a little bit, but it, it's these are like practically right out of her mouth in the way that I experienced this. So, and I think we're going to start the song from the beginning and listen to a few minutes of it. But she said, "Sing, sing me a song, a song for my mom and for everyone to share. Sing me a song. Let the whole world sing along. Sing a song for everyone who cares. Just sing, sing it out strong. Sing for my mom. Sing for all of those who dare. As you can see, I get moved to just sort of thinking about it." To journey on strong when all hope has gone. Sing for the ones who are left there. And there's more to it, but the the feeling of it was I'm in this incredible place and so much is clear to me. 
and people back there are hurting, and they they need to know that we're okay. Before we play this, uh, just to give you a picture of Erica, darling, dark-haired girl. What she was in her early thirties. She was getting ready to get married, and they found out she had a, a sinus uh, cancer. Yeah, a very rare cancer, and it you know it was very exacting. It moved in and moved pretty fast, and there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. So just uh, as you listen to this, think of this really, like you said, impish, dark-haired. You can see a picture of her on Erica's uh, website. And I have a picture of her on my website, too, on the page that features this song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go with Sing. Sing, oh, sing, sing, sing me a song, a song for my mom, a song for everyone to share. Sing me a song, let the world sing along A song for everyone who cares Just sing, sing it out strong Sing for my mom, sing for all of those who dare Journey on strong, when all hope has gone Sing for the ones who are left there Tell her I'm with her, I know how she feels Tell her I'm grateful for all she did for me to let that that experience help take them on a journey, there's a way that losing someone can also kind of crack you wide open. Things that you thought were important maybe aren't so important anymore, and things that you didn't stop to smell and breathe and feel and taste are, are more available in some way when you've suffered a really powerful loss. And I think there's a lightness that can, that can come forward um, when you dare to really experience what you feel. It's almost like the heaviness can be a portal to that lighter place. And that's certainly how it played out for for me and for Susan on this particular journey that we took together. Absolutely. Well, now talk a little bit about your coaching. I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, I don't know if I can afford a song. You know, what's the coaching like? Or maybe I'm a songwriter that wants to talk to you about writing my own song. I would imagine you could coach in that too. 
Yep, and I have. I have coached people. Uh-huh. That. So I've been a, a life coach for almost 20 years now, and I work with people all over the country, sometimes in other countries, and some of them in person right here in my hometown. And I work in a really unique way. With most of the people that I work with, we work in a three-hour-long session. And the reason that I love to work that way is that in my experience, there are things that happen in that third hour when you've been intensely connecting with somebody. It's not unlike a song interview. There are things that happen in that third hour that wouldn't happen if you sort of lined those up to be one hour a week, once a week. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I do a lot of work with people who are what I would call on their growing edge. They have something going on in their life that's big, that they're trying to make happen or that has been imposed upon them and they're struggling to figure out how to work with that energy. And the work that I do with them is to help them get to the deepest place possible in terms of what am I really trying to create or feel or free myself up from or free myself up for and what are the steps that we would take together to help move in that direction in a way that you can celebrate what works and learn from what doesn't work. I love that. Heidi, have you got a comment on that? I just love the idea of, of figuring out what works and doing more of that. I like coming from a strength-based perspective, and you, Anna, you yeah. so do in the work that you do. <laughs> well, thank you. In your psychology, <laughs> you come from that place, yep. which I love. Well, I, you know, when I was training for all of this, I went to a school out where you guys are, University of Santa Monica, and it was a two-year program in spiritual psychology, and they said, you don't get to graduate from this program until you understand clearly what you were born to do and you can show us that you are prepared to begin doing that. So my life is a, is a real celebration of the fact that I stopped everything for two years and was surrounded by a group of very supportive people who said, you don't get to leave here until you figure out what, what is the natural outlet of all of your gifts and the things that you've struggled with and your abilities and your hungers, and we're going to help you figure out what you were born to do. And for me, it's the combination of these two things, which are really the same thing. They're being present with somebody who's overwhelmed or struggling or has a goal that they can't figure out how to reach and putting it into language or into a vibration or into a song or into a plan for them that is actionable and helps move the energy, basically, to a higher, lighter place. I like that, helping create those shifts. You know, it costs money to do a song. You have a recording studio. You have all those kinds of things. About, you know, what's the ballpark that it would cost to have a song done? So almost every song that I do, I would say more than three-fourths of them are just the standard cost because I've figured out what it is, and it's $4,000. And that involves a really in-depth interview. It involves rehearsals and studio time, and I bring in a whole bunch of different professional musicians, as you could hear on that last recording, lots of different instruments, et cetera. That doesn't mean that I haven't done them for other prices, and there have been some really incredible stories. I think the last time I was here talking to the two of you, I told you about a family that simply couldn't afford to do it at all, and I just put out an APB to my mailing list, and money came flying in, and we were able to create a song for a little uh, four-year-old boy who was dying, and his parents wanted to give him this song before he died. So um, there are amazing things that can happen. I have three different people that work with me that are very wealthy, that are anonymous, that are angels, and sometimes assist when somebody just needs a song. So it doesn't always have to cost that much, but that's what it costs when all the pieces are in place and I have the budget to do it the way it's meant to be done and the person can afford to do that and sees real value in what I'm doing. I love that. Well, and I think there is real value in it, Anna, because, you know, the thing about it is, first of all, it's your own song about your loved one. And the other piece is, once our loved one dies, I don't mean to be negative or anything, but we no longer spend money on them. Because they aren't here. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, the yeah. way that I can give my brother a gift that keeps on giving and you can spend money on them is to commission a song. Yeah. Kind of like the gift I that think that's a really that. interesting 
perspective. I haven't heard anybody talk about it that way before, but I, I agree with you that everyone that's ever done one, and I've done, it, it sounds like a strange thing to say, but I feel most called to work on songs that have to do with someone that is close to the end of their life or is has already died and we're looking to either hear from them or speak to them. I feel like that's where I'm most drawn. And I can't tell you how many people who I did songs for 10 years ago say it's the you know 10th anniversary of his death and we're listening to it again and it all mm-hmm. comes back inside of us alive in us, not, not the missing or the mourning, but the memory of this person. And that's what right. the thing that I loved most about the song that we just played earlier is that the thing that Erica, or I'm sorry, that Susan said to me about her daughter Erica is she said, I can't stop playing the song. I play, it, I play it when I brush my teeth. I play it when I get up in the morning. And anytime anyone comes to our house, I play it for them. And anybody that knew her says, that's her. That's, that is well, her. Could, that's what she sounded like. That's song. how she talked. You could also take these songs and put them to a whole, you know, to pictures. Yes, and I do. And in fact, that one, that particular song, I've done that. And I, my sister-in-law does that for me frequently. She makes a video to go along with it because sometimes people want to be able to look at the picture of the person right. while uh, they're doing it. Wonderful idea. And also, you know, if people wanted to chip in for someone to do something special for them, yep. you know, on an anniversary yeah. or whatever, that would be a, a lovely thing to do. Yeah. It's, a lot of times it'll be like 10 people and I'll do a group interview with all of them or I'll send out email questions to all of them and then they all chip in and it makes it more affordable. But when you think about something that can actually, if it does, and that's what I'm always trying to do, connect you with the feeling of a person that you feel deeply about and don't have access to in the same way that you once did. It's a pretty amazing journey to go on, both the interview and the song itself. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. And how do people find you? What's your website? It's called customcraftedsongs.com. I don't have a website for my life coaching because magically the right number of people just have always found me. Whenever I finished with one person, somebody else is coming along. But you can reach me through the website for for either of those things. And I just want to tell you both, I have just really enjoyed uh, getting to talk about this. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to share with others that this is something that you can do. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today again and for all the work you're doing. You're amazing. And I I love your energy and spirit. It's very uplifting. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, Anna, and thank you for the beautiful music. They bring so many people hope. And we hope that you will enjoy the music of your life, and we know you may be going through a hard time right now, but but things do get better. And Heidi and I want to say to you, thanks for listening to the show, and if you've lost hope, we want to remind you to lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. Mm -hmm. 